game changer. Esther walked into a college and she changed history. Mm. She was a teenager. Mm. You're, you probably think you were that? Hey, I'm not you. I'm, I'm so young. Mm. I was you. Mm. I had no clue what I was doing in that story. Mm. But someone said, lead a Bible talk. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I did it the best way I knew. Galatians mm. 5 worked. Mm. It was a scripture. You know, I needed to grow in my wisdom and how to put the lesson together. Amen. But I was doing it. And I walked into that sorority to change that sorority. That's what I got to have to do. It wasn't just to convert me. And so we are game changers. We're here to change this. She took herself up in this country and never done before. And that was Richard We do that. He hadn't asked me for 30 days, and I'm supposed to go before him. Wow, I, I mean, you know. No, I want to do that. She didn't initially want to, but she did it anyway. Leaders cannot stay in the same place if they're going to lead. You cannot stay in the same place you are right now if you're going to lead. They always have to be growing and stretching their limits. So I want to read in Matthew 14. This is going to be our text, and I love it. I love this story. Love any story about Jesus, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 14, let's start in verse 22. It says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of them to the other side. Or he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself. Right. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already considerably consumed. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it's I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to the water. On the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat worshipped him. Saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Amen. You know, this is an amazing story. And we just read it. Like, oh, yeah, Jesus walks in water. That's cool. <laughs> awesome. You know, um, this is about casting a vision. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't just picture these guys, well, they're going to be the best fishermen they've ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm going to really teach them how to fish. I made those fish. You know, that mm-hmm. wasn't his dream for these mm-hmm. fishermen. Right. He was dreaming far beyond anything they could ever imagine. They were mm-hmm. going to be fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to be men of faith. Right. And I think sometimes we've got to look for even the glimpse of strength as small as organization or enthusiasm mm-hmm. or passion. Um, and they can use it in a way they never pictured themselves doing, but it's about casting a vision for your women. Mm-hmm. 
So he's going to have to have a lot of courage to get out of his boat and actually walk on water. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. Many people, when we first just thought about moving, they were like, you're crazy. <laughs> now why? We had our dream job in L.A. We were over all the campuses. That was our dream job. All the campuses in L.A. I mean, we were so excited we could just, you know, fall over and, you know, kneel before God and just worship the ground. I mean, we, I, I told people I'm never moving out of this house. I told Bruce Williams, if you ever ask me to move again, I'll fall away. I've been warned. But I did not want to move again. And then when we were asked over and over, I, I told Tom and said, honey, we have to consider this. They've asked us so many times. They don't have any. So this wasn't my dream. My dream and oh my passion comes to the south again. I, I I had all my relationships there, twelve years of friendship. Mm. We raised our kids together, all this stuff. I didn't have this dream here. I have a few people I knew, but it had been a long time since we've been together. It was like starting from scratch, wow. mm. all over again. Mm. So it wasn't easy, but God prepared my heart to say yes. Mm. God was preparing Peter's heart to say yes to the battle. How are you preparing people's hearts to say yes and not, oh, kind of scary. Somebody mm. else could do that. You know, it was a hard place to share um, my faith in that time. But I actually went to the president when I, I realized, wow, they've got chapter meetings on their team. So I need to go and talk with the president. And I asked her for a meeting. We met together. I explained. I said, hey, you know, we're, we say that we're Christian sorority. And so I became Christian, and I want to be able to make it to our Wednesday night Bible study. So could we change it to Tuesday? And she goes, well, that's a good point. Um, but let me go and talk to the rest of the officers, and I'll come back. And, you know, I was just praying and praying, and I was really hoping God would come through. And he came through, and it, it worked out. And, you know, I could have tried to just, you know, avoid any conflict. You know, well, it is what it is. Right. So... I could have just accepted things the way they were. But we've got to still a heart in our women where we don't accept things just the way they are. Right. 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 Um, Amen. And just say, well, it's just the way it is. Mm. It's like I prayed and it didn't happen. Courtney and I had a dream for 10 women baptisms ever since she moved here. I actually had it ever since I moved here. So that was a number of years before she moved here. Mm -hmm. She was here five years. Every year, we get so close. Eight, eight, we've got eight, two more, we can do it, we can do it. And they would just slip away. You know, it was just like, we just seemed somehow not able to reach that dream. And so I kept praying every semester, every semester. And she got pregnant before she left. Had this amazing, adorable son. But it was the worst possible time in the fall. Which is, you know, your, your most amazing fruit is in, usually in the fall. And you have your kickoff and your campaign and all of that. So, anyways, I realized, okay, you're going to be kind of out of it in November and December. You are gone. Yeah. You know, and because we give time off. Well, maybe we shouldn't. No, We love the fact that she had her son. I got to enjoy him before he left. It was an amazing gift from God. Um, 
and she had a pretty you know easy pregnancy, which we were we were really excited about. Mm. But the fact mm. is, you're not going to be on campus at nine months old, like, hey, uh, I'm about to sit over here. Could you come sit with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is just not what you're going to be doing. So a lot of it was relying mm -hmm. on the other women, mm -hmm. relying on the girls she had trained. Um, but she had her baby. She was out of pocket. Other people were kind of stepping in and filling in. Yeah. But it still wasn't important. And so um, we continued to pray, and we were just hoping for you know, a great number of baptisms. So Bill always prayed for 10. Courtney always prayed for 10. Um, and so we started adding them. I said, well, so wait a minute. How many have we had? And so we started adding them up. We're like, nine. And, you know, someone's like, no, I think it was 10. I'm like, well, are you sure? It's like, no, it was nine. No, it was 10. And then all of a sudden we realized, it was 11. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, God put the cherry on the top. That's so amazing. At the... The, the you know most yeah. um, uh, you know impossible time yeah. for this to happen, it actually happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I feel like that was a lesson in and of itself to never give up on a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, just because it didn't happen mm -hmm. for ten years, mm -hmm. it didn't happen for twelve years. Mm -hmm. You know, it could still happen. Yeah. Right. God just sometimes takes His time. Yeah. Right. And then you see the dream, and it's even sweeter. Mm. And then your faith is even yeah. bigger, you know, because you know it wasn't you. That didn't rely on Courtney, who's Miss Evangelistic. Didn't rely on her walking, you know, with people and holding a hand. It was the power of God mm -hmm. and the power of the Spirit through all of us. But isn't right. that amazing? Yeah. You know, dreams do come true. But we've got to run to the battle. Don't be afraid of the battle. Do your sisters play it safe? How can we help them walk on water? You know, a hero jumps in before counting the cost. Mm. He doesn't just put a toe in, he jumps in. Mm. He won't jump in if you start counting the cost, though. You know, I could drown. I could be unpopular. Um, I could lose some friends. You know, I, I could do a terrible job and look foolish. I mean, should I really do this? Should I really try? I, I think of Jasmine. She's um, an amazing sister. She attended UGA, and she came to one of these uh, CTPs, and then we connected, and she was about to graduate, and I found out, wow, this, this girl is mega talented. Mm -hmm. uh, she was a majorette, cheer, dancer in high school, homecoming queen, all this stuff. I'm um, editor of yearbook, and in college, um, was on UGA's dance team. But she just had, you know, that... that um, Connection with people that we just met. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, anyways, we met, we started talking, and friends her, talked to her about the one year challenge. And she was really interested in that. Um, but she ended up coming here to North River to work in the campus ministry for one year. And um, of course, I got the privilege of, of just getting into her life and really getting close with her. Um, working with her was such an incredible blessing. But she ended up staying in the ministry for about seven years. Yeah. And then she also went and worked a, a, a stand in the ministry. So I feel like, you know, this is someone that really far surpassed any talent I think I have. Mm -hmm. I have very much. But um, compared to her, I have maybe one talent. <laughs> it's like many multi-talented um, girl. But, you know, um, we're going to get tired in the battle. And we're going to... It's going to get fierce at times. It's going to get exhausting at mm, times. Right. Um, it's going to get depressing when we aren't supported. It's going to get discouraging when people aren't responding or the people you're relying on, they don't come through. And, you know, you get in and you realize, well, 
This battle is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. And so you start realizing, wow, this is going to take something. And I think it's, it's, it's um, Jasmine got, you know, really into the ministry and realized this takes training. Uh, you don't just naturally walk out and, and convert people. Converting people isn't very easy for her. I thought it was going to be like a dream. Um, but it was very tough on her pride. And she had to humble herself and really ask for a lot more help when she'd been very fruitful in UGA. This was a different campus. It was a different soil. Mm -hmm. Different kind of people she had to relate to. So it was a very different time for her. And then even in staff meetings, I, I, I noticed that she would have barely speak up. Oh, Jasmine. Our, our time that week, I'm like, what was going on in staff meeting? You were so quiet and withdrawn. It just wasn't you. It didn't even seem like you. What, what were you thinking? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, you're thinking something. Come on, you can be honest with me. And she said, well, I'm just a little nervous. And I said, yeah, it seemed like you were calculating every word. <laughs> so it was perfect. You know, but it wasn't you. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're there to make mistakes, to speak up, to share your heart so that you can learn. You're not there to prove something to anybody. So we had to have a, a conversation about that and get her, you know, not focused on herself and how she looked and appeared and performance or any of that. Mm -hmm. Really focused on Jesus and growth. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the battle going, oh, how's my show look today? <laughs> oh, wait, it's a little out of place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to get dirty, you're going to get messed up, you're going to get grungy, a little bloody. And you're going to really fail if that's what you're thinking about out there. Mm -hmm. So we have to get people out of themselves, not playing it safe. Get out of the boat. Mm -hmm. Don't play it safe. Run to be trained. Do people run to be trained? Do they call you? Do they connect with you in fellowship? You know, do they grab you and pull you aside? I'm, I'm master, you know, this is what happened. I want to run this by you. Do they box you? Do they, there's so many ways <coughs> they can run to be trained. But um, we need to help them be able to do that. And in 1 Corinthians 9, you know, it talks about, um, in verse 24, that we're in a race. And it says, um, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one is surprised. Like, how are people running the race? Right. How are they running? Is it with faith? Is it, is it with a heart? I think sometimes I'm just asking people, so how do you feel like your heart is in what you're doing right now? Good question. And sometimes my heart is disengaged. I am. Sometimes in my quiet time, I'm kind of disengaged. Mm -hmm. And I have to fight to get there. Okay. We have to help people know how do we get our hearts mm -hmm. in a battle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that this isn't just about us looking a certain way or performing or, you know, being successful is awesome. Right. But, hey, I didn't feel successful the 12 years it took to get to that And finally, you know, we, we, we reached the, you know, finally we, we we had reached a threshold, and I was like, we can't break that barrier, but we finally broke it mm. with God's help and with yeah. faith. And you know what? I'm glad he didn't allow it to happen right away. Mm -hmm. One yeah. sense, I feel like it, it caused me to have to dig deep every single yeah. semester. Mm. Yeah. And then to help the women that I'm with, okay, we're still going to believe this. Yeah. Why would we just, just have, we just still believe it. It's a dream, you know, it's a dream. We're, we're going to you know, Come on, we got a dream. we got a dream somehow, in some way. And so I'm just not letting go of my dreams. Yeah. And I don't want you to let go of your dreams. I want your mm -hmm. women to let go of their dreams. Number two, we've got to pull out a hero's superpower. Mm -hmm. 
You know, when I, would, I, I curl, I curl my hair sometimes because <laughs> it, it can last three or four days. And when it's straight, it's not really straight. It's like all over the place like this. <laughs> but I noticed lately that when I use my curling iron, it goes right on the ends. And I'm like, well, is it red on that clean gun? I, you know, hot with makeup. There's probably makeup. Okay, that's what it is. So I cleaned them, was doing all this stuff, and then they're still red. And it's like on the tips. And I'm like, oh, people are going to think I'm trying to be hip. It's my superhero power. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
we can discover our superpowers and God gives gifts that we didn't even know we had. Personally, I hated speaking. It was the last thing I wanted to do. I felt like an alien was going to literally rip out, out of my chest. Mm-hmm. And I, I would wear like the, the loosest clothing I could find, like, <laughs> you know, nothing tight. And, you know, like, I, I felt like you could hear my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it could probably literally, you know, hear this pounding over here because I did. And it's loud. Um, I was just so afraid. I was so nervous. And it's not that I don't get nervous anymore. I think almost every lesson, I'm a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. I think that's because yeah. I so want to get out of the way. I so want to be Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I so want to do something that will help people. That's my goal. You know. But um, uh, before it'd be like I, I hope I didn't mess up. You know? mm-hmm. Before it would be like I hope I'm not gonna you know like forget everything I supposed to say, and I always forget something, but that's that's okay, the Lord makes up for that. But you know, now I really want the opportunity to teach women. It's my passion now. That was not my passion. My passion was definitely converting people, um, was definitely um, being a leader. I love being a leader. I want to be a spiritual you know, student of the word. I, I love those things. I did not love teaching. I did not love public speaking. Now, it's like God has given me a, a gift because I feel like that's a gift to love it mm. and to enjoy it. It's what a gift. Um, and, you know, Courtney was here in the ministry when she moved here. She was at KSU with her husband for five amazing, fruitful years. She was naturally gifted at sharing her faith and converting people. I don't know any woman that probably worked any harder. Her work ethic was like, Wait a minute, you need to go sleep. Are you sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you have time? But, um, and I did really make sure, you know, we're not trying to, you know, cause women to um, go out there and not be what they need to be with their husband. Or, you know, that, that's not our mentality. I'm very grateful for that. Courtney had a great marriage, um, by the way, one of the best marriages, I think. Um, we, we would ask first and foremost, how's your marriage? Every time we got with him. And so, that was crucial for them being effective. But I'm just saying, we still need to teach that, that's, that, uh, that mentality and that heart of working hard. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people enjoy hard work. Right? Yeah. And I don't know why it's this um, generation, but I think our generation, we didn't expect things to be easy. Mm-hmm. We kind of expected them to be hard. Now I think people have gone off if it's hard. Yeah. You know, life is hard, guys. Right. And if you don't learn that now, you will learn it at some point. Life is hard. It's just not meant to be this sweet little dreamy life. It, that's not reality. Yeah. All reality shows should be called the fake shows. Mm. <laughs> the fake shows. <laughs> They're so fake and so uh, you know, disgusting, really. They're filling people's minds with things that are just not real. Yeah. Mm. And making you think, wow, I need that. I wish I looked like that. I wish I could go on a, you know, dreamy cruise with maybe someone that would fall in love with me. And it was just like, really? That's what, how you want to, someone to fall in love with you? But you know what? She was gifted a certain number of things, but we started talking about why she wasn't upfront as much. And she wouldn't get up and, she would do maybe a little announcement, she wouldn't get up and teach much. And I'd be like, Courtney, that's how you lead. The women need to see you. You are the leader. They want to see you. They, you need to inspire them and move their hearts. Mm-hmm. And she said, I said, have you, you know, thought much about that? She goes, no, I really haven't. 
One of the things you do need to learn is how to effectively teach women. <coughs> you say, well, yeah, I just, I've never really thought about it. Like, that's really interesting because that's part of your role. You are teaching to learn. And, you know, we've got to cover foundational things. We've got to cover um, needs that you see that come up. Um, temptations that are kind of, you know, entering our group of competitiveness or pride or critical spirit or whatever. Mm. You've got to deal with those by teaching things. So anyway, she, you know, we started praying about that, started giving Courtney a lot of um, situations to get up there and get up front, whether it was making an announcement. I'm a critiquer on the announcement. You know, you didn't speak up loud enough. You're just still too soft. Um, or you, you weren't smiling. You know, you need to smile the minute you're up there. You know, smile on your way up there. You smile. Um, but I, I really trained her to get up and be out of herself. That's how you, you give. And... And you affect people and affect lives, but that wasn't one of those natural gifts. Mm. But it had to be developed. <coughs> and so not all the gifts are natural. Sure. You can develop some that aren't natural. You can right. develop some superpowers and gifts that just are not natural. Mm. So we just created a lot more spots for her to be able to get up and encourage the women or give the whole group a charge. Um, she was nervous. You could see it. It wasn't natural. She didn't like it, just like me. And so it's great if people are willing to get out of that boat when they don't like it. And they're, they're looking at the wind, and the wind's blowing, and they know it's going to probably knock them over, and they're going to sit. Yeah, all of that they've got to go through to get the, to the secret power that God wants to bless them with. But she had to overcome a lot of awkwardness to get to the point of actually enjoying teaching. And then she was asked to speak at an ICMC in Buddha. I mean, yeah. I was amazed. She was allowed. She was moving her arms. I'm like, wow, before you know, like using her arms. So she's kind of keeping funny here. I don't know what she did, but, you know, she had a lot of work to do to just personally be able to get up and address thousands of women. So I'm really encouraged by that. And we need to be encouraged to know that we can dream that big for people. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a big stature, but she has a big heart. And now she's got bigger talents because of God. So what super talent have you helped people discover? Mm -hmm. Speaking abilities, and communication, inspiration, putting a lesson together, converting the heart, humbling the crowd, winning your hearts over, having hard talks, diffusing tough situations, insight, strengthening the weak, organization. I mean, are you giving people opportunities every chance to get up front, to spread their wings, and expand their faith and leadership? That's what it's all about. And then thirdly, come on, Kelly. Come on, Kelly. The last one is pulling out a hero's sacrificial spirit. Mm. One woman that's been an example of doing this is Latoya. And I was mm. have to say, um, you know, Georgia Tech has the heaviest workload for undergrads in the nation. Mm -hmm. And so you talk about busy people. Yep. Right. You talk about people who literally they can't go in and they hope they make it out of there. Right. That's the kind of atmosphere at Georgia Tech. It is not easy for these students at all. And you know, it'd be easy for Latoya to say, well, you know, just do your best and share your faith and uh, I'll pray for you. And, but she didn't allow them to use that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. But she urged them to use their discipline, like their strength as a way to sacrifice for God. Mm -hmm. And so she challenged them to 
have three Bible studies, each one of them. Could be in three studies. And I think, wow, you know, sometimes I think we hold back really calling people to sacrifice what they need to sacrifice to be able to change the world. Um, but, you know, she did that, and like I shared um, before, I mean, she's, in, on Sunday I shared this, but to go from three Christians to 22 yeah. is amazing at a, a campus like this. Yep. It yep. just doesn't happen in right. You don't mm-hmm. want yep. campus, and all these people have time to even get with you. I mean, even their time, we're having to crunch it, you know, just squeeze it in yeah. uh, in any way you could. But she laid out a specific expectation, mm-hmm. calling them to give their best, not to settle for something easy. And specific challenges bring out the best in us, don't they? Right. That's what brings out the best. Mm-hmm. Have you shared the specific goals and expectations in your life that will cause you to grow? You've got to share that with your women and inspire them to share their goals with you. Mm-hmm. Have you helped them set expectations for the women that they disciple and train? You know, it's, it's, you want to keep it you know, reaching down to the next group and the right. next group. Yep. Where do you want to see the group of women you disciple by next semester? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to see them? In what areas do you want to see them changing? It's not a sacrifice if we don't break a sweat. We're in a race. We're running a race. In First Corinthians 9, we just read that. Um, we lose some sleep, um, and we have to work hard for it. Mm-hmm. That's what sacrifice means, right? Yeah. That it's, it's a sacrifice. It's something right. you have to, to work hard at. And, you know, it, it's just not an easy thing. But um, do you know their lazy side? Mm-hmm. You know their lazy tendencies. We mm-hmm. all have them right. That we tend to be lazier in and not a sacrificial end. But in the end game, the black widow, Scarlett Johansson, what did she do? Sacrifice. She laid it all 